0: Welcome to the Climate Report on Forward Radio, WFMP 106.5 FM, Louisville. This is Hart Hagen, your host, and we are on episode number 210. Today's topic is Bernie's Green New Deal, part 12. The Climate Report is a thorough examination of how to solve the problem of climate change and the related ecological issues because climate change is an ecological problem with ecological solutions and also political solutions. We need to rethink everything. We need to rethink our politics. We need to rethink our economics. We need to rethink everything we ever learned in school. We live in a day when radical is reasonable. If you have somebody criticizing you for being radical, well, right back at you. Because radical is reasonable. It's no longer a question of ideology. It's no longer about isms. It's about what works and what solves problems. The views expressed are those of the speaker and, not, uh, and no one else. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please email info at net. So what we're doing is reading through Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal. As I speak, it is September 7th, 2019, and sometime in August 2019, Bernie Sanders released his version of the Green New Deal. The Green New Deal as a concept goes back to at least 2008 when the Green Party uh, put forth a Green New Deal. A Green New Deal is not a law or even a policy, it, it, it is a set of policies that are designed to give us a new deal. It is a new contract. It is a new social contract. So what we're doing is reading through Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal, and we came upon uh, um, the part that says uh, use use the power of international leadership. Use the power of international leadership. So we've been told that America is exceptional, and America is the world leader, and America is number one. And usually that's all just jingoism, it's American exceptionalism, it is something that has no basis in reality. America is number one, it's the number one economy in the world, and it's the number one most powerful military in the world. But all this America is number one crap is um, you know we just need to rethink that. Uh, the so how do we use the power of international leadership? I like what Jill Stein. Uh, Jill Stein's the presidential candidate of the Green Party in 2016 and also 2012, and she said, you know, international leadership should be based on international law, diplomacy, and human rights. International law, diplomacy, and human rights. As it is now, uh, the United States' approach to foreign policy is based on anything but international law. The United States breaks international law for breakfast. The United States has no regard whatsoever for international law. Uh, We have no regard whatsoever for diplomacy. And we have no regard whatsoever for human rights. Anything that you hear about the united states respect for human rights is is hogwash if you look at the true reality of the situation Uh, especially since world war ii the united states has been the death star Uh, like in in star wars you have the rebels represented by luke skywalker and his group and then you have the death star the death star is the empire And that's the way the U.S. is. We can, uh, figuratively speaking, we can nuke any country. We can, we dominate, we intimidate. And if you believe different, then I think you need to look at the underlying reality of the situation. Don't get your information solely from the corporate media. In fact, the corporate media is just going to mislead and misinform you. But let's look at what Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal says about the, uh, using the power of international leadership. So we're on paragraph D, the fourth paragraph, on using the power of international leadership. Let's read and then comment. We are going to lead the world in fighting climate change by investing and in reducing emissions throughout the world. Bernie knows the importance of American responsibility and leadership on climate change. As president, he will take that role seriously and bring a commitment to the rest of the world on behalf of the American people to promote peace and aggressively reduce our emissions in an effort to get the international community to agree to limit global warming emissions, uh, global to limit global emissions to keep us at or below 1.5 degrees Celsius of warming. This will ensure the U.S. remains in a position of technological leadership and make us competitive on all sustainable energy technology and to achieve our global goal of decarbonization by 2050. Well, Okay, so that's the end of that paragraph. I don't like to see the word the date 2050 anywhere. 2050 is too far off, and I don't even know what decarbonization means. Does that mean we don't grill out, we don't ever burn wood? Uh, I really don't know what complete and total decarbonization means. Um, but so the main thing here is leadership. Leadership. Uh, in a way that is designed for peace. We want to promote peace and aggressively reduce our emissions. So the way the U.S. is now, it's not about peace, and it is not about leadership in any way that is positive or good or humanitarian. That needs to change. Also, it talks here about being a leader in technology. The U.S. is currently a leader in technology, but it's trickle-down technology. The way we have done technology for time immemorial is to say, oh, let's uh, let's scare the hell out of people. Let's scare the hell out of our own citizens. Let's make them afraid of communists and terrorists and uh and narco-traffickers and socialists, and let's make them scared of other countries. Right now, Iran is a threat to us. The the, the North Korea is a threat to us. Russia is is a threat to us. China is a threat to us. Cuba is a threat to us. Venezuela is a threat to us. Libya was a threat to us until we crushed them. Iraq was a threat to us until we crushed them. Syria is a threat to us, and we're in the process of crushing Syria And it's just, it's a racket, for one thing. It's a racket, it's cruel, it's inhumane, it is stupid, because when we're focusing on all of this, uh, these false threats, uh, we are not focusing on real threats. So we have real threats in the form of climate change as a real threat. The the sixth great extinction is a real threat threat so the sixth grade extinction is you know the, the we species are going extinct because of human activities species are going extinct at a rate of about a thousand times the natural rate it is natural for a certain amount of extinction is natural but uh, we're going at a thousand times the natural rate, so we are in the sixth great extinction. The, the fifth great extinction was when the dinosaurs died off. And the thing, and and the thing about a great extinction is that nothing bigger than a squirrel is going to survive. A great when it comes to a great extinction, it is the biggest animals that are the first to go. Humans are a big animal, and if you think. That we have a secure food system, uh, we've got another thing coming on that. So we're going. The United States should be a leader in a positive way around the world. The United States should be a leader in a positive way. We should either leave the world alone, or we should be a leader in a positive way. Right now, we don't leave the world alone, and we are leaders in very negative ways. We are leaders in global emission. We are leaders in militarism. We are leaders in the sale of arms. And you could go on and on. We should look at the Hippocratic Oath and say, first of all, do no harm. First of all, do no harm. Every now and then you'll hear somebody say, talk about whether or not the United States is the policeman of the world. Well, That's one of those things that has a hidden premise in it. The hidden premise is that we have the moral legitimacy to be the policemen of the world. We don't have the moral legitimacy to be the policemen of the world. So we need to stop. For one thing, the American people need to get smart and realize that the government and big business have been lying to us all this time. And I don't mean to say all elements of government are bad, but some elements of government are bad and some elements of government are good, we need to diminish that which is bad, such as the military and the CIA and the National Security Agency, the the security state. The, the FBI needs to be either greatly reduced or they need to be put on real crimes instead of fake crimes. They need to be investigating white-collar crime. They need to be investigating uh, companies that uh, knowingly uh, cause a negative impact to our health. The FBI needs to be working with the, um, with the EPA to investigate intentional crimes related to anything that causes us uh, our health. Uh, You know, any toxins, poisons that we're intentionally exposed to, the FBI needs to be in on that. But there are good elements of government, and there are bad elements of government. We need to augment the good and diminish the bad. Next thing it says here, in Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal, is we're going to invest in the Green Climate Fund. So let's read this and comment on it. Despite the major shortcomings of the Paris Climate Agreement, uh, one primary reason why the globe was able to come together to sign the Paris Climate Agreement was that major developed nations like the United States finally recognized that they had an outsized role in the creation of the climate crisis and an outsized obligation to less industrialized nations to help them achieve the same kind of carbon pollution emissions reductions while improving the quality of life in those countries. In order to help countries in the global south with climate adaptation efforts, The U.S. will invest $200 billion in the Green Climate Fund for the equitable transfer of renewable technologies, climate adaptation, and assistance in adopting sustainable energies. U.S. leadership can ensure that the developing world secures reliable electricity, reduces poverty, and pollution-related fatalities, creates greater net employment, and improves standards, all while reducing greenhouse gas emissions. So, what I don't know here is exactly what the Green Climate Fund is. So it's probably part of the United Nations. I could look it up, but not time to look up everything. We're learning together, right? Hope that's okay. So uh, anyway, the two investing $200 billion. Let's just look at the amount of money. We're going to invest $200 billion in the Green Climate Fund. Now, compare that with President Obama put the United States on a path to developing... To uh, invest, investing, quote unquote, investing a trillion dollars in nuclear technologies over the next 30 years. Like that's what we need. We need better nukes. We need better nuclear weapons. We need to enhance our capability as the Death Star. We need to enhance our capability as the world's leading terrorist organization so what we're going to do is invest a trillion dollars in nuclear weapons some of them smaller some of them tactical uh it's just ludicrous so we're going to invest 200 billion apparently a one-time investment and this one-time investment of 200 billion dollars is about one-fifth of what we invest what we put into the pentagon annually the Pentagon budget is about two thirds of a trillion, um, and so this is about less than one third of the Pentagon budget. And but it's only you know less. It's only about twenty percent of the overall defense spending. Overall defense spending. You can't just count what goes to the Pentagon. You have to also count what goes to Homeland Security. You have to count what goes to the Department of Energy for uh, nuclear and you have to go count what goes to the department of veterans affairs for veterans uh, you know you got to take care of our veterans and that's a legitimate obligation that we have but um, if you want to look at what is overall defense spending you can't just look at the Pentagon budget. You have to look at other things in addition to that. So, you know, the amount we spend on so-called defense is horrendous and it's harmful and we don't need to be doing that, but that's what we do. Instead, according to Bernie Sanders, we're going to invest 200 billion dollars in the climate technology uh, climate in the Green Climate Fund, which is going to provide for the equitable transfer of renewable technologies. In other words, if we learn how to build better solar panels, we don't want to just keep that technology secret. We want to transfer that technology to others who can use it. We also want to Provide for climate adaptation, and we want to provide for assistance in adopting sustainable energies, and we also uh, want to the, want the U.S. to be a leader in reliable electricity, reducing poverty and reducing pollution-related fatalities, and uh, creating greater net employment and improving standards of living. imagine that if the United States actually becomes a force for good in the world. Some of you might think that I'm being too hard on the United States but I don't think so um, you know write to me at info at net if you think that the United States is a force, for good in the world i will listen to what you have to say but i don't i think the on a net basis the united states by far is a force for evil In the world. That's how I feel about it. I feel like it's based on a reasonable interpretation of history, a reasonable interpretation of what really goes on in the world. I think my view is a reasonable interpretation of what the United States does economically in the world by dominating other countries and depriving them of basic opportunities, basic liberties, basic human rights. So, that's how I feel about it, and I'd be happy to have a dialogue with anybody who wants to email me at info at the So the next paragraph says, uh, un, uh, under the, so these paragraphs are under the heading of United States Leadership. So Bernie says, we're going to bring together the leaders of the major industrialized nations with the goal of using trillions of dollars our nations spend on misguided wars and weapons of mass destruction to instead work together internationally to combat our climate crisis and take on the fossil fuel industry Bernie recognizes that the Pentagon is the largest institutional emitter of greenhouse gases in the world and that the United States spends $81 billion annually to protect oil supplies and transport routes. We are uniquely positioned to lead the planet in a wholesale shift away from militarism. So we're not just talking about a shift away from fossil fuels. We're talking about a shift away from militarism. So one thing about this paragraph is that it it recognizes that the world spends trillions of dollars on misguided wars and weapons of mass destruction. Of course, the United States, sometimes it is said, that the United States spends more on weapons than the rest of the world combined. Sometimes it is said that the United States spends more on weapons than the next 10 countries. So by any estimation, the United States spends something like 40 or 50 percent of the money that is spent worldwide on weapons and war is spent by the United States. This is terribly destructive why do we do this? And the answer is because our do-nothing politicians are sitting there uh, pretending to be important and they're actually doing the bidding of their corporate donors. The 95% of the politicians in Washington, D.C. and in Frankfurt and in Louisville don't care about you. They care about their own asses and they care about you know getting reelected And they are not doing the will of the people. And this includes the sacred Democratic Party. The reason I say this is because if Democrats wanted, Democrats know that the people want Medicare for all, but we don't get it, do we? Uh, Democrats and Republicans know that the people want to strengthen Social Security, but we don't get that. Democrats and Republicans know that the American people want war to be a last resort, not a first resort. The majority of Americans want to do away with the process of mass incarceration. The majority of Americans want to get money out of politics, and yet we don't. Those aren't the policies that we get we're told that there's all this gridlock in Washington DC but there's only gridlock if you're uh if you're the people and you don't have money there's no gridlock for uh corporate donors that have money the the uh the congress has the greatest amount of efficiency when it comes to granting the public policy wishes of the corporations that have money to spend on lobbying and on political campaigns. So what we're saying here is that instead of spending all that money on weapons and wars, we're going to spend some of that money, uh, uh, we're going to reduce that. We're going to spend it on the other things that we need to spend money on. We should not be the world's biggest purveyor of weapons. We should not be the world's biggest committer of wars of aggression but that's exactly what we are the United States has been a bigger driver of needless war than any other uh, country in the last hundred years by far so Bernie is saying that we're going to get international leaders together especially the major industrialized nations and we're going to figure out how we can spend less money on war and weapons The only people that benefit from war are those that are selling the weapons everybody else loses so next paragraph says we will rejoin the paris climate agreement and enforce aggressive climate reduction goals so we had the paris climate agreement in early 2016 and then trump got us out of the paris climate agreement uh and then we're um we're going to recommit to the Paris Climate Agreement. Uh, I'm going to read the rest of this paragraph. It says, what President Trump did by withdrawing from the Paris Climate Agreement is an international disgrace. While the Paris Climate Agreement was an important milestone towards solving climate change, even optimistic outcomes from this agreement will not put the world on the path needed to avoid the most catastrophic results of climate change. We must think beyond Paris. The United States must lead the way in achieving binding and enforceable multilateral goals to avoid the most catastrophic results of climate change. We must ensure genuine international cooperation in line with the IPCC's findings. So IPCC means Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. There are a couple of things that he's saying in this paragraph. One, we're going to recommit to the climate agreement, Paris Climate Agreement. Another thing, we're going to take the Paris Climate Agreement further. The Paris Climate Agreement or some iteration of it needs to be enforceable. We need to have a multilateral agreement with enforceable um Goals. And the rest of the world wants this. The rest of the world wants this. Only the United States stands in the way of the world pursuing rational goals when it comes to carbon reduction and other things that have ecological impact. Uh, Let me repeat that. Only the United States is standing in the way of a rational discussion when it comes to addressing climate change. Only the United States is standing in the way of agreement and funding and implementation. The United States is the big bully on the world stage, and we, we, we're the biggest, the baddest, the strongest, and the meanest, and what we say goes, especially, you know, we, ha- we don't have the power to create, but we have the power to destroy and we are, you know, busy about the business of destroying the planet. And that may sound harsh, it may sound like like hyperbole, but it's, in my mind, it's factual. And you don't hear this on the corporate news, because the corporate news is a for-profit business. It's not a charity. The corporate news is a for-profit business. They are not giving you the news out of the goodness of their hearts. They are not objective. They are not neutral. They have uh, constituents. They have patrons. They have sponsors. The corporate media does the bidding of their sponsors. That's how it works. If we think any different, we've got another thing coming. And that's why we need... You know, that's why we need actual genuine democracy and not this sham democracy that we have now. Let's read one more paragraph and then we're done for the day. Letter H, we're going to renegotiate disastrous trade deals to protect the environment. Not only have agreements like NAFTA and the permanent normal trade relations with China outsourced millions of American jobs, they have allowed corporations to outsource their pollution. Trade deals have been written in secret by billion-dollar companies to give polluters special handouts and protections, as well as the right to sue governments that pursue stronger environmental protections. Under a Sanders administration, this will end. Trade deals will be renegotiated to ensure strong and binding climate standards, labor rights, and human rights with swift enforcement. So, the territory that we're getting into here is the territory that relates to trade deals. NAFTA, the World Trade Organization, the Permanent Normal Trade Relations with China— Uh, these agreements are of by and for corporations these are not agreements of by and for people and we're going to you know next time we're going to get into all the things that are wrong with these trade deals and uh, no time to go in that into that now Uh, out of time thanks for joining me any comments questions or uh uh, or, or uh, any comments questions or observations please email info at net. have a great day